Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 78 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of October 5th, 2021. Coming up on today's episode, entertainment is returning to Epcot. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser has an opening date. Disney announces Magic Band Plus. And in our main segment, Don and I transport to anywhere, time, and space in Walt Disney World history. This is the Circa 71 Podcast. All right, Donna, and on to the news. Drink up, me hearties. A pirate's adventure, Treasures of the Seven Seas, has reopened at the Magic Kingdom. This is the Adventureland version of Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, basically. Um, interactive experience where guests complete raids around Adventureland for uh, collectible cards themed to Pirates of the Caribbean is now open daily beginning at 12 p.m. This has been shut down um, since March 2020 um, with the COVID-19 pandemic, um, even still currently listed as uh, unavailable in my Disney experience, but uh, according to WDWNT, it is and has um, fully reopened. Um, I've done this before, Donna. Have you had the opportunity? No, we honestly have not. We, um, for the longest time, weren't even going back that much to Adventureland. And just recently, Anthony and Aiden would be so pleased. Anthony has gotten really into Jungle Cruise and, mm. and wanting to go there and do even do pirates and, and things like that. So I have a feeling that now that um, I know this is open, this is definitely something we'll have to check out. No, I would agree. And I don't want to, I won't give too much away, but um, there are some hidden things in the, um, before you enter kind of the queue, if you go over by the, uh, the water area on that dock by Jungle Cruise, they actually have some things that may pop out of the water. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cute. And they used to give away, if you completed it, a fast pass for, pirates i'm not <laughs> sure if that uh reopened with this or not uh no comment on that so next up all right next up is some uh more news that uh, again i know i probably sound like a broken record saying this but the more that things return the more that things reopen the more that we see entertainment coming back the happier jamie and i are we really, you know, we love seeing that uh, folks are returning to their positions um, from pre-pandemic and just bringing back the atmosphere that makes Disney Disney. So just this week, um, really, really cool. Three different, I don't call them groups, three different um, performers. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Perfect, James. Um, have returned to Epcot, Epcot Street Entertainment. The first and Jamie and I, before we uh, hit record, went back and forth. How do we say this? How do we say this? And I was like, I'm just going to say the drummers returned to Japan Pavilion. But we think it's the Matsu Matsuriza, Jamie, we, decide we decided. Matsuriza Taikal. Okay. Um, they are a group of all-female drummers. And if you have not had the opportunity to see them perform, it is actually really, really, really neat. Uh, the sound from their drums just carries all throughout um, that Pavilion's Pagoda area. Um, they had the drums. They had their banner back out. It was just a really, really neat uh, thing to see. We actually were in Epcot today. I told Jamie we saw the jammers performing as we walked in. Um, so there's going to be 15-minute um, shows featuring two different sets. Um, and they will be drumming in the traditional style um, from Japan. So, um, you know, they last performed in March 2020 before the park shut down. Um, and two other groups uh, are back and they would be the Alberto. Um, Alberta. Oh uh, Alberta. Well, yeah, Alberto. <laughs> Alberto. I'm, I'm combining Calgary, that. Alberto, Canada. Alberta um, returning to the Canada Pavilion again. Last performance was in March 2020 before um, the pandemic. Uh, all returning on October the 1st. And if that is in um, obviously the Canadian area of the park, if you're facing the um, like the falls area and you keep going counterclockwise, the stage will be there um, sitting there for you to, to check them out. Jamie, you're making a face, but I'm 100% right. You can't picture it. I was trying to figure out when you said counterclockwise, I'm like, okay. And what is she talking about? The, the falls you meant in the, in the back of the pavilion. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Just keep going from Canada. It'll be uh, right. moving on right to Italy, which is why I said Alberto. 
Sergio, the Italian juggler, returned to Epcot on October 1st. For those who have not seen this gentleman, he is just super, super funny. Always has a big smile on his face. He's the guy who you'll hear like a little whistling. He puts a little whistle in his mouth instead of speaking to the kids because obviously he mostly interacts with the kids. Uh, he will whistle at them and point and gesture and he juggles and he has fun with the kids and it's just a really neat, cute little um, little show. Just a couple minutes long. It looks like they're going to run that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times a day. Um, again, returning uh, street entertainment as of October 1st to Epcot. Super, super exciting. Love it. Um, and as somebody who does like to juggle super excited to see uh, Sergio back this is great adds so much life to the parks glad to see that these people are um, coming back yeah for sure so all right so from world showcase to our other world showcase uh, <laughs> Disney has confirmed that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will open at Epcot in 2022 um construction um and filming specifically for the attraction for the attraction have been delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic um we kind of knew this was coming um but the good news is work has picked up again uh, meaning it will open the same year that Epcot celebrates its 40th um, anniversary. Super important to understand that no other details were offered beyond a 2022 opening date. So if it opens by New Year's Eve 2023, <laughs> it did hit its new and revised um, deadline. And along with, oops, sorry, Donna, were you saying something? I was just going to say that I would not be surprised, James, if they gave more details at um, D23. Yeah, when is that? Uh, not August, no. That's November now? Uh, yes, I believe that's when the, yeah. the dates were changed to. You know what? I would be a little bit more surprised because they could have just announced it if they had a target fall. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're close enough to figure that out, but we'll see. Um, the Universe of Energy Pavilion has been renamed to the Wonders of Xandar as its first other world showcase uh, pavilion here at <laughs> Epcot. Um, whatever. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess it, it, it's so hard. They're just trying to push it through. But um, the old Universe of Energy Pavilion is basically going to be used as a more elaborate pre-show queuing area, um, and you will load in and unload in that area from the um, uh, roller coaster cars. Um, but the uh, pre-show is going to be set up where you're introduced to the culture of the Xandarian people to try and tie it into World Showcase. Eh, it's a stretch. I mean, I really liked the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, the first movie. The second one is, was okay for me. But I really, really liked the first movie. I love the whole Marvel Universe. So Xandar, for those who might not be familiar, is you know their term for planet Earth. So I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see how that one turns out. Yeah. Well, Xandar. Andrew's is giving the, me a huge no. Well, Xandar is their planet of the Xandarian people. I think. Oh, you're right. Andrew's like, no, Earth is called Terran or something like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, where the Xandarian people are from. So Hold the planet please. is Xandar. I literally am being handed a, a phone and Wikipedia because this is such a good source. Xandar is a fictional planet appearing in the American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The planet is depicted as being in the Tarenta system in the Andromeda Galaxy, it is best known as the home world of the Nova Corps, an intergalactic police task force. Right. So, the tongue. But I, the only thing I'm kind of up, I wish they kept the fountain, or, or not the fountain, the um, the water in front of the pavilion. It looks like it's just going to be kind of land out of this world landscaping. So I don't know, but. At some point next year, we will get to experience this attraction, which I'm being told on it. We know it's a roller coaster, 
um, slightly more intense, I think I heard, than like Mind Train. Going to be a family friendly roller coaster. We'll see. Yeah, we shall. Um, you're up. I am. I've got a, a cool one here. So, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel has an opening date March 1st, 2022. That will open for booking for the general public on October 28th. But certain groups of people have received already, because I know that my mom did. Um, you know, she read this to me, and, and I've seen this other places. Um, uh, invitations to book earlier than that. Uh, so this Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, for those who uh, might not remember us talking about it before, is a three-day experience. It is not something you book for one night. It's not something you book for one week. Um, it is a three-day experience, uh, very similar to the, the best way that I've seen described, and from everything I've read and seen, I would agree, is a cruise on land. It is a very self-inclusive experience um, where they keep you right there. Uh, at the hotel and then you'll pop out to galaxy's edge throughout for different portions of the experience um, for that trip to batu um looks looks neat very expensive jamie and i were reading some of the sample pricing um probably about a month ago now yeah. um i do have a client who is super super gung-ho ready to book on october 28th and um i also have friends who are huge star wars fans and they're saying i don't know i'm worried that they missed the mark on this one i want to see what people are saying before we we pony up that kind of cash so interesting for sure yeah i agree and donna we don't know like the weekly schedule like if it's always sunday monday tuesday and then off wednesday we don't know anything about that as far as the booking goes yet correct i'm sorry andrew's yapping at me about i have something stuck on my face so thank you for telling me i have something stuck to my face and now he's like pinching me on camera did you get whatever it is thank you continue jamie you two are wild um yeah, the only thing I, I was asking is I don't think we had an, I, nothing that I read any more information about if it's always Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then like an off day Wednesday, you know, anything. Oh, like there's the actual... not going to be an off day. Don't you worry about that. Oh, so you think it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Well, no, then they're having people check in and check out the same day. Yeah. You think they're going to do that? Just like cruises. Uh, yeah okay no you're right i, I just I, for some reason i thought they would have a i guess an always repeating um uh, schedule weekly but maybe i guess not then no i would i would highly doubt that um, i think it's going to run very similar to cruises that you're out, off you know out of the hotel off the star cruiser by you know nine ten in the morning at latest and they're letting people on at you know in at two or three in the afternoon Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. No, I, I, I didn't think they'd, they'd do that, but no, that, that certainly sounds, you know, plausible. I just didn't know how much time they would need to kind of reset everything or if it's going to be as tight as that, but it's certainly plausible. Well, it's also really interesting, um, James. I was reading some of the, the information for us as agents for booking. This is not something we can book online, which makes me want to vomit thinking about what that wait <sighs> is going to be on the 28th to call. I'm going to do it, obviously, but it's not making me happy. And they have like a whole like workup sheet that they want us to have filled out before we call. And one of the pieces, not super surprising, but still interesting, was just like on a cruise ship, early dining or late dining. You have to, to indicate mm. what your preference is. Yes, obviously, they have X number of people, but only X number of people can fit in the dining areas at a time. Right. Interesting. So... I'm more interested about this next item. <laughs> Disney announces Interactive Magic Band Plus. We are on our third generation of Magic Band, and we get the plus moniker because everything gets plussed. Disney just announced Magic Band Plus, a new version of Magic Band, which will interact with guests by providing light and haptic feedback from within the park. Um, this new Magic Band Plus system will also be used for interacting with the Fab 50 Golden Statues. Um, I don't know what how you interact with a statue, considering it's a <laughs> statue, but I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, 
Disney has also said the the bands will allow guests to experience nighttime fire spectaculars in ways they were never able to um, before. I, I uh, about glow with the show ears because this sounds like an iteration of that with it on your wrist. Um, so it'll also come alive at various times with color changing lights. We talked about the haptic vibrations and gesture recognition, which is super interesting as well. Um, we'll be able to play like a bounty hunter in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge um, and experience specifically nighttime spectaculars where they meant the bands will light up um, with Harmonious and Disney at Epcot and Disney Enchantment at Magic Kingdom um, Park. These will go on sale in 2022 as part of the world's most magical celebration. And they will also have all the functionality of previous generation Magic Bands. You forgot your favorite part. We don't know the price. Huh. No, you were super jazzed about it being charged with the USB cord. Oh, I thought that was super cool and actually pretty Uh slick. Yeah. It's charged with, no, it's actually even a magnetic um, charging. Uh, like uh, my Fitbit. Um, uh, well, diodes? I, I forget what that word would be. Because uh, I don't want to say a port, because it's not a port. But um, yeah, I actually thought that was pretty cool that it was just a magnetic charging thing. But whatever. Again, this makes our stories because Jamie is obsessed with magic fans. The rest of us go, wow, a $75 toy. No. I don't know if it'll be that expensive. Jamie, the ones they released on the first, which are not that, were $59.99. Yeah, but weren't they like the Dooney and Burks? Who cares? Do you think it's going to be any different price-wise? Uh, I think they'll be $50. $49 would be my guess. If it's mm-hmm. on the, I think it'll be 49 and I think you'll get ten, $10 off as a discount for if you order them as a resort guest or, you know, your AP renewals or write it down. You new say AP 49, purchase. I say, I say 65. Okay. Hold on. I am writing add, it down. No, add, it on the, um, add it on the dock for our crystal ball predictions. All right, hold on. I got to scroll and find a good spot so we don't lose it. Crystal ball predictions, magic band plus. I say it'll debut. I'll say it debut. I don't think it'll stay there, but I think it debuts at $49. Not you a said, chance. You said at least 65. I, I wouldn't be surprised. 75. No, no, I said at least 65. I would not be surprised if it were 75. Well, with that logic, I could say it'll be at least $14 and still be correct. No, because you're, no. Do you want to give it, you can have, you can have, you can have anything below 65. I really don't give a crap because it's not going to be. Okay. Um, I say 49 and you're going to say, I'll give you 65. How's that? Beautiful. I'd, I'd be surprised if they debut at anything more at more than that. Cause they but do. Jamie, some of the, the non-Doonies, just specialty ones were 40 bucks. Like how much was your party one? When oh at that when I bought them they were twenty nine. I think okay, they've so gone up li- to I think they've gone up to thirty five. So therein lies my point. You really think one that has a USB charger and lights up and does different show things and every other thing? You think it's only fifteen dollars more? I don't think it doubles. We'll see. We'll see. No, I I mean I could be wrong i would be it would surprise me if it's because here's where i look at it 49 i seriously consider 65 i don't and i think like as far as target audience i would be the person that they're looking at you know like you know a tech person you know like if they miss the mark with me they're not going to get johnny random person we'll say well, yeah, oh, absolutely. But nevertheless, interesting. Go ahead, Donna. All right. My next story is one that makes me happy. <laughs> Indiana Jones, FSN Spectacular to return soon at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Also closed since March 2020 due to COVID. Uh, reportedly, the cast and crew have now been called back to work with rehearsals planned to start in mid-October. 
We're hoping that the show could return later this year, possibly early 2022. As some might remember, the theater was used as a relaxation relaxation station earlier in the summer. Um, I know that it's not Jamie's favorite show, but I really enjoy it. And again, more things that open, the happier I will be. Yeah, and this is also a people eater. I, I mean, that it wouldn't surprise me if that's a uh, amphitheater hold four thousand people. Um, I, I I don't. I'm not going to dog it. I'm not a huge fan of the show. Um, but, you know, with them looking to reboot indie, I, I think you know it, it's a get the show up and running. Um, Donna, you've been to studios recently. We were there on Thursday. You didn't happen to walk by and see if they updated the Fast Pass Plus sign for this attraction? Did not. No, we didn't go around that side of that. I can't, I can't remember if this one was, <clears throat> excuse me, updated or not. But um, nevertheless, especially at Hollywood Studios, which I think just needs, needs, needs more things to do. This is great, especially with, you know, holiday crowds, you know, around the corner. If they could get this up and running by you know christmas i think that's great if not you know early 22 is is awesome as well agreed um and speaking of technology in our last news story this week amazon and disney announced hey disney voice assistant for walt disney world resort hotels um this is (laughs) even more ridiculous when you say it out loud it's (laughs) um (laughs) i mean uh hey disney will be available to guests starting at walt staying excuse me at walt disney world resort hotels and at home on amazon echo devices it always peeves me a little bit when people say alexa devices but nevertheless um smart speakers were actually um and donna this was probably before our podcast started actually tested at yacht and beach um a few years um ago so you'll actually be able to download um the hey disney to work at home um and they'll also be i mean it's kind of cute looking um a little device with mickey ears and um the shorts uh hey disney will include jokes interactive trivia personal greetings from characters and soundscapes i I guess you can go to bed with the phantasmic theme i I don't know what that really means (laughs) for over I have this, I have this image on as that plane in the background. Andrew standing on a bed doing the the Mickey from Phantasmic now. <laughs> for and Val's in the kitchen doing it now. Um, for over a, a thousand um, different possibilities. One thing that I do kind of like about this um, is that for there's actually going to be additional hospitality features other than the you know, ridiculous trivia and things like that. But what time is the park open? You know, where can I get Italian food? And I think the biggest one is when's the, and I understand this is in the app, but when's the next bus to Epcot leaving my resort? Like that information, you know, to find that in my Disney experience, it's not easy. Yes, I would agree. At least five different taps on it. And I want to say it's closer to eight. But yeah, it, I, I would agree. Buried. It's definitely not like I always tell my guests, you know, to play around the app, try to get comfortable before you go. But bottom line is you can click around for five, 10, 15 minutes and never even get to that. Yeah. And um, even more functional things uh, that they highlighted was ordering more blankets or towels um, to the room. So if and we have to preface it, I always say with if it works as intended. I actually think it's it's pretty cool. It's a good use of technology, especially for you, know, you look at older people who may not be so app savvy, but it can at least work, you know, an echo device. It's not a bad use of technology. The jury's out for me on this one. We have a we have a Google Home in our bedroom and we have it set to like the the what do they call it, Andrew? Quiet hours, something hours, so that it's not it's not listening to us twenty four seven. So if you say "Hey Google," it'll respond with you know, "Worse, I'm sorry, something, something." I, I can't remember what the blessed terminology is. Uh, have been enabled. Please change the settings on your app if you'd like to ask me a question. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. like it's not twenty four seven listening to me. Yeah, it'll debut next year, twenty twenty two, and will be free 
um, in Walt Disney World Resort Hotel Rooms. It will also be available at Amazon.com slash HeyDisney for home use. So it doesn't cost anything extra, you know, if somebody wants to play with it and try it out in a hotel room. Um, and did you also see, or I didn't put this uh, news article in, Donna, the other thing that came out that was free? Do share. Frontierland Shooting Gallery reopened and is now free to play. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Reopened and from refurbishment, I'm assuming it reopened post-pandemic. I think it did, but is now free to play. Interesting. So, um, yeah. All right. So you want to spend a couple minutes talking about the 50th and what we saw while we were there? Go ahead. All right. So, uh, folks, I stayed on property at a treehouse villa with my husband, son, and my parents uh, from Thursday the 30th until today. We checked out uh, today is Sunday the 3rd. Um, we had a really, really, really good time. I was expecting, and I think I might have said this on the show. If not, I know I told Jamie. I truly, truly, truly thought it was going to feel like New Year's Eve crowd levels. I was not expecting to get to do very much. My truly my goal, James, as I think I said to you, was to get onto Main Street, get a picture taken of my family, do one or two things so Anthony didn't lose his mind, and then get out of there was our thought. Like we did not think we were going to get to do much. We thought things are going to be crazy. We also packed for all five of us peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because again, I figured that quick service would be absurd trying to find a time. And then after hitting um here, we thought it was gonna take forever. Um, so we packed sandwiches. So we were like good to go. So while we are walking uh, down the path to Magic Kingdom, we see several Orange County police officers peel in, um, peel into um, to like the Magic Kingdom bus area where mm-hmm. no cars go. Jamie, if you can picture that. Yep. Andrew's also mouthing to me that I need to mention that it took 45 minutes to go about half a mile. We were backed up from past Wilderness Lodge coming toward the Contemporary. We missed our breakfast reservation for Steakhouse 71. Uh, I ended up walking in, explaining what had happened. They said, oh, we can still accommodate you. And I said, listen, at this point in time, it's, it's like 930. Like, we don't even want to sit down and eat. Like, we just want to, um, you know, go on with our day. And so they just said, okay, you know, we'll walk you out. No, no charge for missing it. But, like, please know you're not the only ones. And the restaurant looked empty, which was crazy. Um, and so sad. Yes, awful. Yeah. Um, so then again, go back, going back to walking down the path to Magic Kingdom, we saw a couple of Orange County uh, police cars tearing in, and we're like, oh, crap, this doesn't look good. And Jamie, was it you that, that told me there was a fight in the Emporium? Uh, yes. Yeah, I didn't see a video of the fist fight, but people posted that there was, and I, I did see a screaming match. Yeah, so apparently there was, like, <coughs> came to blows in the Emporium over merch. And here's the craziest part, Jamie, and I'm, I'm sure that you – you might not have known it then, but you know it now. None of that merchandise in the Emporium was specifically available only on October 1st. Right. All of that merchandise was in the Emporium that was queuing up hours-long waits and then eventually went to a, a virtual queue was all merch that's been available for weeks and weeks. Yep. The only um, specific merch for the first was available in the Big Tops Souvenirs. Uh, which is over by like Dumbo and Barnstormer and everything. Um, and a couple of pins available in Frontierland. That was it for just stuff available on the first, which was slightly disappointing. They did one tiny little stage show, which we were not in the park early enough to see, but I heard that, that was like two minutes long and, and really not that great. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the day, Main Street was zonked. You saw people first thing in the morning with umbrellas, with coolers. We saw people with the best way I can describe it, James, was like it almost looked like a frisbee, and then like the things dropped out of a frisbee in order to make it a stool. So oh. like a little disc that they were sitting on, and it like was a self-contained like you know those stacking dolls. Yeah, like it almost looked like that. So it just collapsed oh. into itself. You know, sitting there been. at nine forty in the morning, waiting for the fireworks that were live streamed the night before. <laughs> yes, the fireworks that were going to be ten o'clock that night, James. Yeah. I mean, my God, um, people with professional looking cameras, people with tripods, again, all first blessed thing in the morning. The line for Starbucks was the longest line for Starbucks I've ever seen in my life, weaving in and out, like where they do the, um, not the caricatures, the, the, you know, the, the, the silhouettes, the silhouette art on, on Main Street. I actually saw it that backed up that far, 
don't know if it was in August, but I, I've seen that recently. It was crazy. Insane. But that so may have been with social distancing. There. Sorry. Oh, fair. Okay. Um, the lines for photopass photographers out of control. Yeah. The lines to take your picture without a photopass photographer near any of the gold statues out of control. Getting near the castle out of control. We were thinking like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so bad. We then proceeded from about 10 o'clock in the morning until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon to experience nine attractions, including several original 50 years ago attractions, including Country Bear Jamboree, which was amazing. All the guests in Country Bear Jamboree, first of all, it was a jam-packed show, were singing every single song. Mm-hmm. It was so fun to be there. So we did that. We did Jungle Cruise, which was a 50th. We did Carousel of Progress, which was 50th. Um, Haunted Mansion, which was 50th. Small World, which was 50th. Um, Speedway, which wasn't called the Speedway. It was called something else back in the day. But that Grand Prix Raceway, I think it was. Yeah. So we did like most of the, those attractions that had been there for, for all 50 years, which is so stinking fun. Um, we had lunch. And fortunately, we had those sandwiches because everywhere we looked, um, people were standing around outside of restaurants waiting for mobile orders. So we felt very slick with having, uh, you know, our food in the cooler. Um, and then we took turns taking pictures of one another on Main Street with our friends. So that way we had those pictures. Uh, when we were walking into the park, we were each handed a map that was only available that day. One um, specialty map per person was given. And then when we left for the day, we were each handed a clear clear plastic um disney parks bag with a nice little print of the castle uh to celebrate the 50th um anniversary and again that was one per person so that's what we were given for for being there there wasn't the pins or anything like that that i think some people were expecting but the prints were a really nice touch we actually have a 25th anniversary print hanging in our dining room that we have from when we were here um i think it was just the the year then it wasn't just that day that you had to be there to get that print so we have that hanging and we're going to get a nice frame for this one and and hang it with it um but that was kind of like the specialty stuff and then today in epcot i went into creation shop and i picked up the pins that i didn't want to wait in an hour-long line for nice So that was pretty phenomenal to get the the pass holder pin and the 50th anniversary, both limited editions, both things that the internet was up in arms about because everyone thought it was only going to be available on October 1st and then popped up in creation shops. So um, really phenomenal staycation. We got tons of stuff done each and every day. Did some great dining. We actually ate Jamie at Chef Mickey's for dinner on Friday night on the 1st. Okay. It was phenomenal. Like not just average, not just good, but phenomenal. There was only one yep. dish they put in front of us that wasn't like a home run. Yeah, we ate there August. And I actually thought it was quite good. Yeah. Like I did not have, let's be serious. I did not have particularly high expectations right. and it was great. And our friends came with, my parents decided um, that it was a little bit too much uh, heat and, and just stuff. So they left a little bit early Friday to go back to the hotel. And our friends who we were hanging out with said they would come with to replace my parents for the five at Chef Mickey's. Um, And they, you know, again, I was like, listen, guys, it's not going to be great food, but it's going to be fun. And they were like, oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, this is actually pretty nice. Like, we really, we would eat there again. Like, it was good. So it was definitely a, definitely a really good experience. Not buffet, correct? No, family style still. That's what I thought. Family style. The Wi-Fi on Friday was down at Magic Kingdom, um, so that was super, super fun, uh, and I've read that that was part of the reason that mobile dining, mobile ordering for dining was such a mess, so I just feel like everything fell into place for us on Friday. Everything went really, really, really well. I got really lucky to get the two pins that I had wanted anyway uh, today in Creation Shop and not have to wait you know, a super long time on Friday because I just didn't feel like it was something I wanted to do. Um, we got on so many 50th attractions. I'm so glad that we pulled my kid out of school. We didn't send him to school that day. I'm so glad that, you know, we didn't work. Like it just, it was really, really cool to be in the park, the 50th anniversary of of the park opening. And, you know, we are going to talk later in our main segment about places you could transport yourself to, but I'm sure it's not going to be a surprise when either or both of us talk about wanting to be there the day the park opens. Yeah. So no, really, really, really neat experience. Super glad we were there. Um, yeah. Any questions about that? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, it all sounded like a fun time and it seems like, would you agree more people were in, um, you know, hanging around main street or in the Emporium than necessarily doing attractions that day? Oh my gosh. Overwhelming. Okay. Overwhelming. It was, 
again, I, I cannot stress enough. I didn't think we were going to get on very much at all. I thought it was going to be bumper to bumper crowds. And the only time you saw that was in the hub and walking up and down main street. Gotcha. And you did not stay for enchantment. No, sir. No, yeah, <laughs> no sir. But imagine. at about four o'clock, we got a push notification. When we were in Tomorrowland that they were not doing car hopping anymore to magic kingdom. Right. I did. And then that. another push notification came through probably around seven 30. We had gone by then. Um, but another push notification saying that all the viewing on main street was unavailable. Yeah. I, saw, I was shocked. I was pretty surprised by that. I thought that was pretty interesting. And I don't think they opened up any of like the bypass or anything like they usually do for new year's Eve, but yeah. So no, that was crazy. And then I do have one um, kind of just funny thing to share from mm-hmm. Epcot today that I told you I wanted to talk with you about. Okay. So we are waiting for Soren and you know that, you know, when you're down there, there's not much cell phone reception. Like you'll see people like check their phones and then it's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm in a hole, like no cell phone reception. Mm-hmm. There was a woman in front of us who was obviously trying to check her phone when we were waiting. And our friends and I were saying, same friends that we were hanging with on Friday, we were like, what are they do? like, it, we're in a hole, like you're not gonna like just quit. So whatever. We go through, we get a great seat. We are in the center. We are in row one and dead center of row one, like where everyone wants to sit. Like you want to be dead center. So your, your view's not skewed. My friend Elle was being, look, I was like, what? And she goes, the woman's on Facebook. The entire ride. I'm not joking. From the time we took off to the time we landed, the woman was on Facebook and Instagram. Just playing on her phone. I'm I'm baffled. I, I mean, I don't particularly like soaring around the world, but I at least look at the screen after waiting in line for a half an hour. I mean, it was just because we like. I guess part of it was like, oh, maybe she needs to send like a really important email. Or she needs to look at something that's like really pressing. And it wasn't like it was a young person either that like they're like addicted to social media. Like this woman had to be what late forties, fifties, Andrew. Probably had to have been. So like knew better. And like, come on, you don't have to be on social media while on like, it's not like you're sitting in a show, which that irks me when it's a dark show and people are on their phones. I hate it. Um, But yeah, on Soren, first she was Facebooking and then I got an elbow in the gut again and it was, now she's on Instagram. God. And they're the same company. It's even worse. (laughs) I I Outrageous. I didn't think you would like that. That's why I wanted to talk about it on the show. We do. I think we do have scheduled in a couple of weeks uh, ten, top ten bad guest behaviors. There that, you go. That make the list. <laughs> not to you, lady at Soren. Not to you. <laughs> so, Donna, thanks for that uh, trip report. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll be back with our main segment where we get transported to uh, anywhere and anytime. And we are back. So, Donna, uh, as we've talked about uh, off air, I got the inspiration from our main segment tonight or today or whenever you're listening to this (laughs) from a recent episode of the Disney Plus series, Loki. And by recent, you mean it was recent for you guys because you're still playing catch up. Yeah, that's true. And actually, we didn't. I think we still have like three episodes to go. But (laughs) I thought it was interesting because... In Loki, there was um, not a scene. I mean, it was pretty much almost an entire episode where Loki was able to go anywhere, time, and space. And I thought it would be a fun idea to have a conversation with Donna about where we would go if we could do anywhere, time, and space with Walt Disney World. So, um, as per the usual, I bent the rules a little bit. (laughs) So, I... (laughs) I figured I I would start by saying that for me, I went a little bit beyond just the idea of Walt Disney World and did anywhere in time and space in Disney history. Okay. Um, I have a list of 10 that I came up with. I have 15, but we don't have to talk about them all. Okay. I have one that I just wanted to do as an honorable mention as well. All right, so you have 11 and I have 15. Fine. Uh, all right, so my 11th that I came up with was I would want to go to the Magic Kingdom because we said anywhere, time, and space. 2186 to celebrate my 200th birthday and see how Magic Kingdom has changed 
that far into the future. Okay. Um, I went with like Disney history, not Disney future, well, but well, no, I sure. noticed that because all of mine were in the past. So I thought, you know what? It would be really cool to see, you know, the magic kingdom looks like 200 years from now. How about the day Chapek dies? Oh, I'm assuming that's not the day the music dies. That's for sure. <laughs> well, my haha funny was going to the board meeting when Chapek was uh, named new CEO and trying to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I have a, I have a, I think I have one that's like that. All right, so give me the, give me your haha funny. Okay, uh, well, I'm gonna have to keep track of what I said now. I'm gonna travel to. February. Some have specific dates. I don't know if you did that, Donna. Others I just did like years. Okay. Um, But I'm going to travel to uh, February 2003. Prior to construction on Expedition Everest, I'm going (laughs) to say, Joe, there's a problem. (laughs) That's really, really, really well done. So I'm going to say we have a miscalculation and get that Yeti problem uh, fixed before it actually is uh, constructed. Oh, God, wouldn't that have been nice? So that was my uh, my one like that, I shall say. All right. Do you want a sappy one, a fun one? What are you what what are you feeling? Um, Whatever. I'm good with whatever you want to do. Or would you I, like? I'm I have to go in order. Because... I only. I'm gonna have to. Of course, you are. Um, I have one that's in the future. Do you want my one future one? Sure. First day at Walt Disney World's Fifth Gate. Oh. So clearly, we're in like 2074 at this point. <laughs> Darn close to your 200th birthday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll have to do that for our um, uh, crystal ball to see what comes first. Because <laughs> we'll be around to talk about it. <laughs> I know. Um, no, that's a good one. I, I'll I be haunting your ass by then. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so that's a good, a really good one, actually. Um, so I'll go somewhat sappy. I would love to see travel back to October first, nineteen seventy-one, to hear the dedication speech by Roy Disney. Yeah, that was my number one on the list was opening day at either park. Uh, Magic Kingdom here in Florida or Disneyland Park. As much as that was a total mess and a half from all recollections of it, it still would have been really, really cool to be there. Oh, no, I totally agree. So that would have been cool. All right. Um, The next one on my list. And again, you know, remembering for me, I just did Disney history. The meeting where Walt Disney pitched the Florida project to his Imagineers. Wow, you went like history, history. Wouldn't that be cool though? It would. I'd love to see their reactions where they're like That's what, eh. and that's what I'm saying. That like some people, like in the different things that we've both read, I've read a, a bunch of books by some of the imagineers that were working right beside him. You know, they kind of said like at first we thought Walt was crazy. And then we realized that even these crazy ideas he had all worked out so eventually our first reaction instead of thinking like are you nuts bud is like oh my gosh this is going to be amazing because they just had that much trust in him yeah no i agree that that would have been awesome because um, like think all- about it like jamie the florida project i live in swampland right. disney world is swampland when he pitched this whole idea of we're going to build another park it's going to be huge it's going to be in central florida and pointed at a map and they said okay so not miami not you know jacksonville or whatever if that was even there but the middle like orlando was a nothing right it's pretty crazy it it was very you know and and obviously wasn't as built up as it was but i mean but and also in fairness that's how he was able to get so much land oh for sure you know for pennies an acre so no that's a good one um Next on my list, I'm going to travel anytime in the year 1992 um, because I would love to ride Epcot's Horizons. Ah, okay. And I, th- I thought, you know, everybody still talks about that attraction, you know, Carousel of Progress 2.0, the, the thesis attraction of Epcot. 
Um, and it's just still talked about so, you know, I have a theme in my first like three that we're going to talk in the, <laughs> my next uh, few that we're going to talk about um, that it's still talked about so fondly. Um, and I hate mission space. So if they bulldoze that and rebuild horizons, I think it'd be awesome. Um, but it, it would just be a cool attraction because I, I don't know if I ever rode horizons um just because there was like i think i would have had one trip my first trip there in 98 where it may have overlapped no i definitely did um but no that that's that's cool to think about like something that you have not had or did not have the chance to do that would be like uh going back and saying like oh i want um kitchen cabaret i want one more show of kitchen cabaret or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh cute um, the next thing, and this again is not a park thing, but this is just back in, in Disney history. You know what premiere I'd want to go to? You're talking about a movie? Mm-hmm. I, I, this is going to be crazy. Snow White? Yep. Oh, I was right. Because it's cool. That would have been really, really cool to have, have been there where, where all the Hollywood elite showed up for a cartoon. That was supposed to be Disney's folly that everybody said it would be a complete and utter bomb. Yeah. So no, I, yeah. I think it would have been so stinking cool to be there for that. No, I, I like that. Um, my, uh, my next one kind of echoes what I had as number two on the list, uh, but I'm traveling to 1993 and this time getting to ride world of motion at Epcot. Cause I don't think I ever got that one. And I really, um, and oh, Donna, I, I should also ask, I did it from the perspective of like my current age. Did you consider that or? Um, well, there's one um, that I put on the list that eh, kind of. So I would like to be like a bystander watching three-year-old me at my first trip to Magic Kingdom. Oh, I th- I actually thought of that too. I, I didn't put that, but. Yeah, I just like in my my current age, like I have a real appreciation for like the Omnimover dark rides, like your haunted mansions, you know, your your world of motions with the history of transportation. Not necessarily, I don't know if twelve year old me would really appreciate sure. it. So that, that that was just why I asked that. So, but I would have loved to because that's another one that it, I don't think. Actually, no, because I think that originally closed in 96 for Test Track. So I would not have ever seen World of Motion. Okay. No, again, I, I definitely would have would have been on that one. Um, not saying I have super strong memories of it, but I def- I know I did it. There's no way I didn't with the number of trips that we had. Right. Um, okay, so I said I would like to see myself on my first trip to Disney. Fun fact, um, you know the story of what my, my poor mom had to miss out my first trip to Disney, right? Is that because you threw like a tantrum or something? Oh, I'll give you the, the year and the month. It was May of uh, 1989. What big thing happened May of 89 at Walt Disney World? Hollywood Studios opened. Sure did. So my sister, who's four years older than me and my dad and my mom's cousin, went to the opening of the park while my mom had to take bratty three and a half year old exhausted Donna back to the room for a nap instead of getting to go to the opening day of the park. Ooh. Yeah. I'm just guessing she hasn't let you forget that. No, she has not. It comes up all of the time, especially when we talk about like, wouldn't it be cool to be at the park the first day that it opens? Mm. yep yeah you gotta avoid that conversation that's like yeah yeah so my only claim to fame and my my you know sorry ma was when we were here gosh i don't remember the year it might have been 2006 uh you would know better than me because you're more on top of the the numbers than i am but it was the year that the park changed from mgm to hollywood studios you're close to that year, but go ahead. I'll look it so up. So we went, um, we went to the last day that it, the park was branded as MGM. And then the next day we went again when it was branded as Hollywood studios. So I told my mom, see, you were there the last day and the first day. <laughs> um, oh, it was 2008. Oh, all right. But yeah. It was a little bit later than that. Yeah. No, that's, that's kind of a funny story. 2008. So, How about that? Oops. 
Um, all right, so I have one more, and I don't actually Donna would be slightly surprised if this didn't make your list, although okay. you may may just not have thought about it. I would travel back to 1994 and ride the original Journey into Imagination. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, didn't think of it. Um, I, I just think like you know that was the attraction that made people love. You know, Figment, it was significantly longer. You had Dreamfinder in there. Um, even being able at that point, I think Dreamfinder and Figment were, well, Dreamfinder was walk around character and he carried Figment with them. But mm-hmm. just being able to do a, a walk up meet and greet with, with Dreamfinder would be so cool. And, and I, uh, part of me thinks that had COVID not, you know, happened, like we would at this D23 be hearing about, or, well, the past D23 have heard about some sort of revamp for the Imagination Pavilion. I would have loved if they brought back Dreamfinder and and things that made that pavilion special. As long as my buddy doesn't go anywhere, because you know I love that purple dragon dinosaur creature guy. He sells so much merch. (laughs) I mean, I think it's it would either be that or be turned into Inside Out. Those are, like, the two options. Um, I got a couple more good ones I think it would have been cool to be at any of the Disney parks New Year's Eve 1999 into the year 2000 Mm. because I think we all remember like I mean we were old enough we all remember what we were doing that night like the millennium bug and all the computers are going to go haywire and yada yada blah blah and then nothing happens yeah the world was supposed to blow up Right, but like we all remember where we were, so yep. I guess it just—I just think it would have been cool to have combined that. You know, we all remember where we were with. Okay, it was a Disney, and you can see that ugly wand in Epcot. Yeah, you and my sister hated that thing. I didn't think it was that god awful. I, I thought it was okay in like two thousand, but when then they did like the Epcot script. I'm like, eh. I did like the hat though. Eh, see that I didn't love. I thought that killed the whole look at Grimm's Chinese Theater. I, I didn't. I'd like, I liked. I. I mean, still. I mean, my God, Hollywood Studios still doesn't have a real icon. They just use Tower of Terror. But no, I. I didn't mind the hat. I didn't have an issue with it. Um. Okay. So, talking. Hey, Joe. There's a problem. Okay. I would go, Donna. Traveling to Magic, or I'm sorry, to Walt Disney World. Okay. June 20th, 1976. Okay. Any idea what may have happened then? It was an opening day for something, to give you a little hint. Wasn't Epcot or MK, obviously. One of the resort hotels? Uh, no. Space. Nope, 75. Hence why it says Starport 75. Ah. Uh, TTA. People, well, I just, so that just killed my, my follow up was, pe- was a people mover. Um, the monorail? No. no. Because Contemporary no. was built. Um, I don't know. River Country. Ah, I don't think I ever went. Actually, I know I never went there. I can't imagine I ever did because my parents are not like water park people. The only yeah. times that I did Disney water parks were like my senior class trip, my honeymoon, and then when we moved here. Yeah, I, I would have thought it was. I would have liked to have been able to just to say that you know I went, saw it, did it. Um, I mean, Blizzard Beach and, and Typhoon Lagoon are obviously much much grander scale but to see the original mm. you know water park there that you know is is oh god dirt right now they could have done something with it um I, I think would have been really cool my parents have pictures from when they went to discovery island oh geez which i think that would have been I, for the same reason you're saying not that i like birds or reptile creatures or blah but just again to have been like oh yeah i was on discovery island because i was not yeah, no, I, I don't think we ever did that either. Um, okay, next one on my list. This is just me being a total brat, but it's true. I would like to go the day before the parks open so I could be the first one to ride the rides. <laughs> Jeez, 
camp out overnight. Yep. Yeah. Because they never do any testing or anything. <laughs> no, darn it. They would <laughs> not. Yeah, you, you'd be the first. All right, I like that. I, you know, here's some, this will be another almost like trivia one for you, Donna. My next one, traveling. Once again, Walt Disney World. I won't be more specific than that. August 13th, 2017. Jeez. So recently. It was recent. It was opening day for Rivers of Light. Uh, no, I think that was in like February. Uh, but not a bad guess. You're hurting my brain. <laughs> I know. Blah, 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 blah. 2017. Anthony would have been almost one before the hurricane. August. I don't know. And I had to look this date up. The final day for the great movie ride. Oh, we were there that day. Because and the, my my reasoning for putting this on the list was because I and it sounds really kind of like i don't know dorky but i never actually got to you know quote unquote say goodbye because they rolled it out and then closed it three weeks later which was ridiculous yeah um you know with the the runaway railway concept so being able to you know know okay this is the last time i'm gonna you know see halt unbeliever you know it was my last time and anthony's first and only uh, yeah, no, I, I would have liked to have been there. Um, I mean, you, you know, sort of had a one month old. Yeah, less. Oh no, no, sorry. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I'm 100 percent right. You had a one month old. Yeah. So it could be a reason. Uh, no, but we were there the last day of great movie ride, and we went also went the last day for backlot tour. Mm, yeah, because they did close at separate times. Correct. Yeah, so no, that, it was sad. So I have three more. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more, but three can be combined. Okay, why don't you do the combined? Okay, so these all have to do with my kiddo. I mentioned this when when we were sort of talking through the idea live on air. I would love to take Anthony back to Toontown. Hmm. I would absolutely love to walk him through and I'm so excited for Disneyland next summer when I do get to bring him to Toontown out there and let him walk through their houses. One of his, his favorite little things to do is run through Winnie the Pooh's house in line for the many measures Winnie the Pooh. He like actually thinks it's Pooh Bear's house. It's the cutest freaking thing ever. Mm. So if he, when we go to Disneyland and he thinks he's in their houses, he's going to lose his little mind. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm super, yeah. super excited for that. I'd like to go back, like, as a parent, you just have some days that, like, were just, like, some of your favorite days. Like, so just some of the most fond memories with your kid. And still, you know, years later at this point, Anthony's going to be five on Wednesday. Happy birthday, baby. Um, one of my favorite days and my favorite memories with him was he was probably only about six months old. And we dressed him up in a Tigger onesie. With a cute little hat. And cute I remember this it. picture, yeah. Yes. And we brought him to meet Tigger and Winnie the Pooh at the character meet and greet that's you know currently not, not functioning. But we brought him there and the characters made the biggest fuss over him. The character handler, the photo pass photographer, every single person in line were all freaking out about the cute baby dresses Tigger. Anthony gave like the big, 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 big grins and Pooh Bear tickled him and you know just just one of the favorite things like was when he used to always have a passy and he was smiling so big around the pacifier it was just like I still like I love those pictures I love looking at those pictures of him some of my favorite pictures ever some of my favorite memories at Disney were that day with that outfit and and those pictures um it just look something I would I would just love to like relive that and like actually get to see it happen over and over and over again instead of just in my memory. That was so fun. Yeah, no, I, I would have to agree. 
And then um, it'd be fun to redo Anthony's first day in Magic Kingdom too and, and have the like, look, buddy, look, buddy, when he was only, we went January 6th. Uh, so he was born October 6th. So a couple months later, first day at Magic Kingdom. And I would, it would be fun to relive, you know, hey, your first ride and like the big guys looking at stuff and things like that. Eden's first ride was uh, Peter Pan's flight. There you go. I remember that. Uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, going back to 1992, at Holly or at that time, MGM, sorcery in the, sorcery in the sky fireworks. because ah. I always remember. I don't know if I actually saw this live, but the big. I always remember the videos and pictures of the big giant inflatable Mickey that shot fireworks and yeah uh, out of his finger. Um, so I thought that'd be a really cool show to see. I mean, to be honest with you, I would like seeing any of the the older nighttime entertainment things, like um, the parades that are, are defunct. I mean, any of that stuff. Right. No, I agree. Um. Okay. In the same uh, vein, seeing Osborne one more time. That was my next one. Yeah. I I said uh, I said twenty fifteen, because um, that for us would have been pre pre-Aiden um and just I think that was that was the year I think it closed so going back to you know once again knowing hey this is the last time I'm going to see this you know it, it just I don't know it seems like it makes it a little bit more special and I think you have that um urge to kind of take in a little bit more it closed in January of 2016 right we did the dessert party first and then they did the dinner which was absurdly priced but we did it anyway three nights and it was supposed to be the last three nights of the run so we booked it for the last night we were like we're having the dinner we're doing it up we're gonna see it the last night and then they extended it like like three or four random nights but didn't do any event for it so i almost felt like it was slightly anticlimactic because we had like paid all this money and all this special stuff and it was like and it's still open yeah Oh, but no, I, I, I would you. definitely love to see Osborne again. Um, and then again, like next thing on my list with that was the first or last wishes display would be cool. I mean, to be the first or last any of them, as much as there was no way I was standing on Main Street for 10 hours, the way some of those clowns did on Friday. Well, that wasn't even the first one, but you know, first one with a crowd that that would be cool. Um, yeah, and I have uh, my last one we somewhat touched on a little while ago. Um, but I would travel to December 2009, um, and I picked December just because, you know, Christmas season, um, to see Spectrum Magic, because I okay. yeah. loved, loved, loved that parade. I, I mean, we and we've talked about it on the show, you know, I think you lean a little bit more towards Main Street Electrical. Yeah. Yeah, I... I that I don't I'm not a fan of that as much. I love Spectrum Magic and I I, I don't want to say I think COVID killed, you know, the, the nighttime parade for magic, but it would have been the biggest, best thing for the 50th if they had, you know, another version of Spectrum Magic that came to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. A hundred percent, which leads me to, I have one fun one and one heavy one. And I was going to do the heavy one next and the fun one last, but you just teed up the fun one. So what do you want me to do? End on the heavy. End on the heavy? Yeah, end on the heavy. All right. So the one fun one that I have left is I want to see, and I always butcher the name of the, what was the parade Jane paint the night? Was that right? What word do you butcher? Paint the or night? Sit on it and rotate. Um, I didn't. I always must have been. I couldn't remember if I was correct that it was paint the night. I think sometimes I say light the night or some nonsense like that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, you're talking about the one that we saw at um, yeah, in, yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, um, paint the night. I'd like to see that again. That was phenomenal. Oh, it's so 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 good. Yeah, so I would like to see that again. I'd like Anthony to see that any of the nighttime parades, but especially that one. I mean, he'd be mesmerized. Well, it, and if I just inter- interject, like I, I think for you know where i was talking with like spectrum magic right? i think what makes that a little bit more special for me is that was made for walt disney world like if paint the night came for the 50th to magic obviously i would have been happy but i think it would have been way more special if it was an original show for, or a parade for the 50th not just i can't argue that point at all Broadway. like i would have settled for it not even settled i would have been thrilled right <laughs> to see it here but I hear definitely hear what you're saying that if they would have designed something 
for yeah. this event yeah. for this because I think because Main Street Electrical I think came from Disneyland. I believe so. Originally, yes. so that was you know just one little point. But go ahead, you have a heavy one to end us all on. I do. I think it would have been ridiculously cool to watch Robin Williams record the genie for Aladdin. Oh, very cool. So obviously miss that man and that, and his voice talent and, you know, in general, his talents. Um, but I just think that would have been such a neat thing to have been a fly on the wall. Well, he also did, if we wanted to tie it to Walt Disney World Attraction, he was the voice of the timekeeper, wasn't he? Oh, Jamie, I wouldn't want to misspeak. I'm not sure. I'm almost positive. I mean, you know the attraction I'm talking about, right? Yes. Timekeeper magic. I have to do a quick research. I'm almost 100% positive he was the voice. Robin Williams. He was. Okay. Yeah, he was the voice of uh, the timekeeper. Hmm. So, nevertheless, that's gone. But he's gone. With, That's gone. Yeah. He's gone. R.I.P. Jesus Christ. Talk about it. Talk about ending heavy. Oh. A little bit morbid, too. So, but it's now um, uh, Laugh Floor. Yes. Where Timekeeper was. So, correct. Yeah. Where oh. was the Delta Flight one? I always mess up where that was. If you, uh, Delta Dream Flight? Yes. Because I um, remember loving that as a kid. Well, on a to, I'll answer your question on a quick sidebar. At um, the lunching pad, they now have if you had wings, chicken wings. No that way. Is a shout out to the original uh, tenant of that space if you okay. had wings. And then it became Delta Dream Flight. And then there was something else, I think, in between. And then it became Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Oh, there you go. Still using the original. Uh, Omni mover track system, though. Right, correct. Hmm. Pretty interesting. So, nevertheless, good discussion, Donna. I thought this was a lot of fun. For sure. Well, next week we are going to continue the fun with revisiting our crystal ball predictions. We sort of did this um, unofficially a few weeks back. We're going to take another look at that, update where we are, and maybe make a few more um, now that things are really starting to reopen, thankfully, um, and get some more of that uh, laid out. Again, happy birthday to my sweet little man turning five. I don't know where the time has gone on Wednesday. Um, yeah, man, crazy. Happy uh, birthday, buddy. Yeah, we hope you have a great week. If you have any comments, please reach out on our Facebook page or direct mes- message us through Anchor. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.